0: hey welcome to the ultra marriage podcast we're on a mission here to restore the focus and importance on marriage in our culture and i want to take a moment if you're new to listening or wondering what in the world does ultra marriage mean i'll briefly share how this came about the the word ultra means or can mean going beyond or it can mean extreme and it's ex- something that's extreme and that's what we're after here uh, a marriage that isn't just surviving but thriving one that never stops growing and one that continues on its way to going the maximum distance. The idea for the podcast was born from a book that I wrote of the same title, Ultra Marriage, that will be out, it looks like, towards the end of March. And the book is a reflection of the major moments in my marriage, the, 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 the moments that built an unshakable foundation for my wife and I. And we've been married for, it'll be 25 years here, coming up very soon. And I felt compelled, uh, really, a responsibility to share why we have had such a strong relationship over that time. And as I was writing it, I realized that our story isn't the only one. We, We don't have the only story. Everybody has a story. And everybody's journey is different. And I wanted to create a platform for others to tell their story from their own unique perspective and journey. So that's what we're doing here. The only thing that we ask is that if you get something out of this, like it share it leave us a review on uh, one of our platforms it, it helps to grow what we're doing here and uh, helps to get this message out even further our guests today are teddy and lindsay mitrosilis they this is our first couple guests that we've had on the podcast they're both entrepreneurs they've been married for five years they have a toddler that's just over a year and a half old And they're two people that consistently seek challenges to push themselves for personal growth, extreme challenges. And the simple question I have for them is, how do you do it? How do they do it? How do they build businesses, seek adventure, push themselves mentally and physically, raise a toddler, and keep their marriage thriving through all of that? And the answer for them also is pretty simple, but it's not easy and it, it really never is. They're, they're such a strong couple. They're confident in who they are individually and certain of what they have as a couple. I, I so enjoy talking with them. I was so inspired by them. And I hope that you enjoy listening as much as, um, as much as I got out of the conversation with them. So here we go with Teddy and Lindsay Mitrosilis. So tell me about that so i I heard the story from your perspective teddy so for and not not that you can't share it here either I'd like to hear from both of you but um how you guys first met and Lindsay, what was the first one to two things that you said or asked Teddy when you guys first met
1: <laughs> um the first thing I asked was, do you love Jesus? And the second thing I asked was,
2: do you love football?
1: <laughs> Those are the only two things that mattered to me at that moment in time.
2: And I thought she was nuts.
1: And he's oh. right.
2: <laughs> I'm like who, who asks that right off the bat of meeting somebody, but you did.
0: Yeah. So, so that to me, that tells a whole lot about, uh, your character, Lindsay, who you are, how you feel about yourself, and what you want, and Teddy, same thing. It's like now that you guys are together, knowing that you guys are together, and you kind of hit it off right away. Same thing. It tells a lot about what um, what drives you, what you're, uh, what's important to you. So, and and that's that's the piece. It's kind of like leading up to that point is what really fascinates me. So just tell me a little bit, Lindsay, about what prompts you, have you asked that question of anybody else or what prompted you to ask that, um, that first question? Um, yeah, I just leave it at that. I mean, what kind of, what prompts you to do that?
1: Sure. And you're curious about like kind of the story where this kind of all started as far yeah. as between 10
0: well, yes. and how many other guys did you ask
2: that <laughs> loved Love Jesus and football.
1: <laughs> okay. So um basically once I graduated college, um I, you know, I think I grew up I was a pastor's kid growing up. Um and I would say I was one of the lucky ones in a in a sense that, you know, a lot of pastors' kids um they tend to fall away from the church yeah. or their faith because of mm-hmm. the pressure that's put on them. I say I was one of the lucky ones. I never felt that way. Um, regardless of the pressure and the things that had happened throughout my, you know, my youth. Um, of being a pastor's kid. Um, but I will say I got into college and I certainly distanced myself. I fell away a little bit. And once I graduated, I did realize, you know, this is really truly what I want for my life. I want to have a relationship in a marriage that is rooted in Christianity, in our faith. And I know from personal experience being married to someone who's also a Christian, I don't know how we would get through some of the things that we've gotten through throughout our marriage, if it weren't for our faith. Agreed. But I thought, I'm a direct person. I don't like to, you know, beat around the bush. And so I just knew that anyone else, you know, anyone I dated post-college, that was going to be the first thing that came out of my mouth. And it was, I'd ask people, you know, if I was going out with my girlfriends, if we were at a bar or whatever. And I met a guy, I'd say the first question was, okay, but do you like Jesus? (laughs) And it made for interesting conversation. I didn't date anybody up until, um, Teddy, thankfully, I think that was, was God's way of, you know, just protecting me and and getting me ready for the time when I was going to meet Teddy. But, um, you know, I I do think it's kind of interesting because I think as people, especially uh, people who are Christians um, and in their faith, go through college years and and in their 20s, there's a lot of time where you are single. And, you know, we know what the Bible asks and God calls us to do as Christians being single. And that's just... There's a lot that us that we go through in that time, and so I definitely learned along the way. I was not perfect by any means, but I knew that like this truly was um, the priority for me in finding my spouse. And so um, when I was introduced to the idea of Teddy, I was actually working at my first company. The
2: idea of Teddy. The idea That's of Teddy. Mean. The <laughs>
1: idea of Teddy. That's how it was presented to me. Uh, one of my girlfriends um, who I worked with at my former. <laughs> company. She had gotten engaged and I had known her and her then now fiance for quite some time. And she goes, Oh my gosh. And she comes into the office the next day. And all of us girls are around looking at her ring. So excited. How did she goes, Lindsay? How did I, how did I not think of Teddy for you? And I'm like, who the heck is Teddy? And she's like, it's Peter's cousin who is her fiance and he loves Jesus. And I was like, and she said, and he loves sports. And I was like, yeah. How are you You've been holding back on me? Like who, who is this guy? And she's like, yeah, he was, he's a sports writer at Fox sports. He's down in LA. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So he's not from here. I would never move. Whatever. You know, you say he's a Christian. I've heard that a lot. Like let's, let's see. And so she's, and she's just, and she's immediately all the girls. She's like, oh my, you guys, whoever comes to my wedding, like you're going to meet Teddy. He's incredible. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows me a picture and I'm like, yeah, all right, we'll see. <laughs> so fast forward to the wedding and I actually totally forgot about Teddy until I saw him walking down the aisle, escorting family. And of course he's in the, in the wedding party. So he's escorting family down the aisle. And I'm like hitting all my girlfriends. I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's that Teddy guy. Like, look how cute he is. Oh my gosh. And I'm like back out, you know, back up ladies. He's mine. And Mike, I, I
2: haven't heard a word about Lindsay. <laughs>
1: There's no I, idea. I don't know. No clue.
2: She exists. Yeah, I just showed up at a wedding.
0: So yeah. she's been plotting all of this, all this time. Well, you didn't, you said you'd forgotten about him, but obviously as soon as you saw him again, it was like, it was, it was like, oh my
1: gosh, there he is. And so Lauren, the the older cousin, who I mentioned just before at the bachelor bachelorette party, she introduced us later that night. And I swear, You know, I had been praying since I was 15 that God would make it so clear to me without a shadow of a doubt who my future husband was. And I promise you, I'm not lying. I have prayed. I prayed that for my entire life from 15 to when I met Teddy, I had always been praying that. I mean, almost daily because it was such a big deal to me. You know, marriage is such a, um, it's a big deal. Um, and I wanted to make sure I married the right person. I wanted to make sure I married the person that God had for me. And so I just, I do believe that God is a God of clarity and that when you ask him very specifically what you're looking for, he will show it to you. It might not always be the answer we want. Right. But he will be very clear. Um, and so I just always had prayed for that clarity and, and sure enough, I promise you it felt like the world faded around us. And all I saw was Teddy and I was just like, Oh my gosh, Teddy! You know, like I've heard so much about you. Tell me what you do. Do you love Jesus? I think you do. You know, just such a weirdo. Like who would even? <laughs>
2: it's just yeah. No game
1: whatsoever. No game. Call out the window.
2: When Lynn enters a room, it's like a flashbang goes off <laughs> of like of energy, and that's yep. what it, that's what it was like. And and I and I think it was one of those things. Like she was looking for something very specific in her life. I had a good idea of who I was at that point. I was 26 years old at that time. A good idea of who I was and what I wanted in a potential spouse. And so it was like right, two right people at the right point in their lives coming together. And so when she asked me that, my first thought was, wow, you are really bold to do that. And then my second thought almost immediately was like, I respect somebody with the courage and boldness to do that. And so, you know, I, if we met at 22, I don't know that it, it would have worked out quite like that, but I think at that time it was the right fit, right time.
0: From 22 to 26, did you, I mean, did you change from, from that time frame to be able to uh, know yourself, be in a position to, uh, to react the way you did? Is there something, was there something different about you between those? Those time periods?
2: I mean, I, I certainly evolved as a yeah. person, in, you know, and those are pretty formative years. I think you're coming out of college, you're yeah. entering the professional world. Um, thinking back, I mean, I had a good sense of who I was. I've always been pretty sturdy in my values and what I believed in. But I can't say that, you know, at, at 22, 23, uh, my mind was in the place of, marriage certainly i can tell you it was not actually sure um and uh and so yeah i definitely like those years were a period of self-discovery of growth of evolution and by the time that you know we we met it just was i was thinking about it you know i was kind of in this place of i want it it's important to me i'm also not forcing it you know i I also um live my life I, i try to i fall short but i try to live it in a in a God-centered, Christ-centered manner, and so I mm-hmm. put faith in that too. That right person, you know, God has a plan for sure, and that's going to come along at the right time. And um, it it is interesting that there are times before that where I was much more active in looking for it, and never found it. And when I kind of surrendered it and submitted it and said, you know, God just keep, you know, guide me down your path, and I really was not looking for it, is when it popped up. Yeah. Boom.
0: Yeah. And there she was. Yeah. There she yeah. was. Yeah. That's uh did you I, I I mean I just think about the the rejection that you're setting yourself up for, Lindsay, by asking those types of questions at first, right? And and that's why most of us do beat around the bush when we meet somebody. We're protective. We don't we don't want to scare them off. It's like, let me get to know them first and hopefully they'll like me first and then. Then I'll smack them with the hard <laughs> stuff. But you were like, uh, it's, I just get the sense that it's like, it's too important to waste time. And these priorities in my life are too important not to address right away.
1: Yeah. Yep. And you're totally right. And I think, you know, everyone gets to a certain point, whether it's, you know, later 20s, I don't even know. But you get to a point, especially when you're dating and looking, you really have the intention of dating to get married, you know, that that, you want to shorten that gap pretty quickly. And so you get all the hard stuff out, you know, on the table right away. And maybe, maybe most people- you do. I do. Yeah, Yeah, maybe most people (laughs) wouldn't say all that right within the first meeting, but, you know, we we dated long distance. Um, I lived up in the Bay area, he lived down here in LA. And we had to have hard conversations. We had to have very real deep conversations because you can only FaceTime and talk about the day. For so long until it's like you start to address, you know, uh, you know what this relationship would look like. Tell me about you. I'll tell you about me, and you start to really get deep pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. we met on September twelfth, twenty fifteen, and I know that because that's the date of the wedding, <laughs> and we've talked every day since.
1: I have talked every day. Since. Yeah, Linda <laughs> has been
2: talking every day since, and um, it took I think five five or six weeks before I flew up mm-hmm. to San Jose to see you again Yep. so but we we talked in FaceTime every day mm-hmm. since we met for six weeks and I mean I don't know I would say probably I'm curious to hear your perspective but I would say like three weeks in like we were really deep and mm-hmm. for me I'm like yeah I pretty much know
1: oh I knew yeah. right away <laughs>
2: but that's interesting because uh, yeah. like we hadn't even been in person a second time at that point
1: yeah yeah no i mean yeah we, we had to have very tough conversations. Not, i don't say tough conversations we just had very deep real conversations yeah. i mean
2: authentic conversations
1: yeah let's just yeah. say his first trip to the bay area i set up breakfast with my whole family for them to meet him which is like i had never brought a guy home since like high school And then, poor guy, I I trekked him up to San Francisco to meet my entire group of friends. I mean, I had friends that lived in like Sacramento and like Tahoe, coming down to meet us. I was like, "You've got to meet this guy; like he's it." So I had full confidence that you were it, and I just, yeah, you met you met everybody.
2: And that's that's the second time, well, the first time (laughs) since the wedding that we were in person. Yeah, and. She like ran me through the car wash of people. And it was a, it was great and a disaster all at the same time.
1: I mean, I cried when he left because I thought I ruined it. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's never going to call me back. Like I just, I mean, again, there was no game. There was no game on my end. I was like, all my cards are on the table. Here's all my people. If you're in with them, good. If not, we'll talk about it. But I didn't hold back in any way.
2: Yeah. And again, like, that's not what I would have done, but I think just like I respected the way that your first question to me at the wedding, I also respected you to be like, look, here's my life. Here are the people who matter to me. You matter to me. Let's kind of, let's get to the punchline, so to speak, really quickly. And if it's, if it's right, it's right. And it's not all right. Like at least we know.
1: Yeah.
0: And you, uh, and Feel free to share as, as little or as much as you want on this, because, but I'm fascinated as well. You, Lindsay, you'd said that you've prayed just about every day since you were 15 years old for <laughs> the man, the right one to, to enter into your life. Was there ever a time where that was, you became frustrated or impatient or, Um, just like wondering, is that the guy, is that the guy? I mean, Mm -hmm. was there any, any part before you met Teddy Mm -hmm. that was, you know, kind of like, okay, when is this going to happen?
1: Yeah. And I will just, just to be really clear, especially for anyone that's listening to this, it's like, it wasn't, I was just praying for the right guy. I was praying that God would let it be known to me who he
0: was, Yeah, you
1: know, that's, it's very specific. Like I didn't want there to be a shadow of a doubt who this person was when I met him. And that is exactly what God gave me. I mean, I say that like, it's just a testimony to again, God's clarity when you pray for very specific things. But I would say, of course, you know, when you're single, you're always wondering like, could this be the person? Like, could the, could this be it? But I will tell you there was never never that feeling with anyone of like, this is it. I never felt that way. And I used to get so frustrated because my mom was like, you're just going to know, you're just going to know. And for anyone that's listening, who has heard that before, and you've never felt it yet. It's really frustrating to hear that because it, you have nothing to compare that to, but when it happens and I, I, you know, I, I don't like to promise or guarantee, but if you can pray that prayer that, you know, God would make it so clear to you who this person, like this person, when you meet them, I believe that God will do that for you.
2: And for context, it took 11 years for you 15 to 26 praying almost every day. Yeah. So like, that's a Testament I think to your faith, but also like the willingness to be patient and to endure and to follow the process and just they meant that much to you. So it's not like it happened overnight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One thing I think is interesting too, Mike, and for a lot of your, would you say a lot of your listeners are Christians, they're of the faith anyway, or?
0: I would say, I would say likely so. Yeah. Okay.
1: So for anyone that's like not yet married, who is a Christian, you know, one of the things that I don't think a lot of people know about us is uh, we were, uh, you know, there are different um, aspects of Christianity and you think like, oh, I want to marry a Christian. And you go into that, um, in your mind of like, they are raised in the same denomination as me. And that's not the case for us. I was raised non-denominational. Teddy was brought up Greek Orthodox. And that was a very interesting, um, you know, Teddy was very clear very soon in our relationship. Hey, I want to raise my family in the Greek Orthodox church. And, um, I remember going to my dad asking like, is this a deal breaker? Cause if it is, tell me if this is a deal breaker, I will end it because I don't know what that means. I've not been raised in that church. i have not been raised in that setting. I don't know what that looks like. Um, and he, luckily he was like, no, it's not a deal breaker. <laughs> He's like, it just might be a little uncomfortable or it's just going to take getting used to you're used to eating with your right hand. You're going to have to start getting used to eating with your left hand. And that was very true. And and there's been a lot of, um, but, you know, I remember asking some key mentors in my life at the time and I got a mixed response in all honesty. I had some people say, yeah, no, it's not the same. And you put, you shouldn't marry that person. Mm. Um, and luckily I listened to my dad and he's like the, one of the only people in my life I do listen to about, you know, pretty much anything. Um, but that was something I think, I think a lot of people deal with as they're, you know, in their twenties or young people. And you talk about, again, I want to find another Christian. Well, there's all types of Christians and, you know, you working through that, that difference, it's just something that doesn't get brought up a lot until you're in it. Um, And that was kind of an interesting (laughs) facet of our relationship really early on too.
2: Yeah. That actually, uh, like, that's been one of the greatest joys, I think, from my perspective, um, you know, one dating, but then being married is like the level of, I think, spiritual growth in myself. Um, because I had, you know, I I was brought up a certain way. There are things that I value about that, but I, you know, I always tell people, um, who ask me about it, like it's a blessing and a curse from my perspective to be brought up in the faith. Like, you would, it's a blessing in the sense you would never choose not to be, right, if, you're, if you were offered it. But mm-hmm. the, the trade-off is at some point you have to make your faith your own and accept personal responsibility for it and invest the time into it. And that took me a long time to do that mm-hmm. um, well into my adult life. And, you know, really, I, um, it's a testament to Lynn's. And, you know, I, I tell, um, you know, I I won't give you the long winded story, Mike, but, um, you know, I, I, when people ask me like, what's, what about our marriage or what about Linz or how has Linz impacted me? I I tell them now, I'm like, to me, and this sounds cheesy, but it's the ultimate love story because, uh, Lindsay's love for me pushed me in a way to experience my faith and God's love for me in a way that I couldn't without her and you know it's not like um it's not like i didn't try on my own it's not like it wasn't important to me it was but it took a spouse to like get me to really wrap my arms around it and be like okay in my life this is the role it plays uh for the family that i want to create with you like this is how, the role i wanted to play and um and I won't act like we've got it all figured out. I I am a hundred percent a work in progress, um, spiritually as a husband, as a dad. Um, but that part of, of growth, um, has been just extremely, extremely, uh, joyful really. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. That's so good. They, you mentioned how, um, thinking about the type of the type of man, the type of Christian you need to be for your family, for the, for the family you want to have, I think is, is kind of how you put it. And that's so key. I think for people to understand is you, you were, you were Teddy on your own complete whole, no one else completes you Lindsay, same thing, but together you create a different entity, a different unit, Mm -hmm. a family unit that takes you to new levels and should take you to new levels, um, higher and, you know, in, in your faith and in mine as well, closer to God and and closer to Jesus. So beautifully, beautifully said, Lindsay, I I just have to say, before I forget, I have a 17, she's still 17, 17 year old daughter. I think you're such an amazing role model an amazing uh, person for someone like a 17 year old or anyone to, uh, to see your strength in what you believe in and knowing who you are and what you want. Um, kudos to you, kudos to your, your, your family, your dad and your parents for the, the, the structure that you grew up in. Cause it's, um, I'm just, I'm blown away with how, how much strength of conviction you have in such a good way. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to mention that. I mean, that comes across so, so strongly.
1: I so appreciate you saying that. Thank you very
0: much. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, I mean, it's a testament to how important you viewed marriage from an early age, which clearly, I, I mean, I just, I don't think, I don't think we view marriage very importantly at just about any age as a culture anymore. Um, I think we'd like to say we do, but, you know, we don't raise our kids to value uh, a marriage.
1: Yeah, I I was very very blessed given my dad was a pastor. Um even before he was a pastor, my parents of course they weren't perfect either, but they made it very clear that they were going to marriage conferences together. They were doing date nights. Um they talked about how important it was that they were first and that they um you know their relationship came first before their relationship with us. Um but that is something that really stood out to me as I grew up. I my parents were very involved in, you know, couples, groups, small groups, um, you know, marriage retreats. That was a big part of, you know, you know, the 18 years of my life that I lived there, you know, lived in their house. It was very apparent. That's what they did. Um, it's in how they invested in their marriage. And I think that's really important too, is, you know, for all of us, it's not even, you know, we, we've never like shied away from the idea of, you know, um, marriage counseling or anything like that, just to keep kind of like the lights on and just keep things healthy. Um, but you know, I do think as a society, I feel like we've, I don't know if it was like a generational thing or just a a moment in time where to me, it felt like there were a lot of marriage conferences, a lot of that. There was a big focus on that. Maybe you're familiar with Gary Smalley. He was Mm -hmm. a big, um, he's since passed, but he was a big advocate for, you know, really focusing on your marriage um, from a Christian standpoint. And, um, I personally would love to, to, to look more into that kind of stuff, but
2: that's how I was raised. Well, I think too, I mean, we've been, we're blessed. Like we we didn't choose our parents, obviously. And we were blessed to both have really good role models in terms of what a marriage could look like. I mean, Lindsay's parents are amazing. Um, my parents have been married for, I don't know, 35 years or something like that. and so. Not everyone has that, right? Not not everyone yeah. comes from a home where they have such a model of what it, uh, not not what it should look like, but what a healthy marriage could look like. And you have to yeah. you know, find what that looks like for you. But um, you know, we we had that for me. I think, you know, my I don't remember my parents ever going to a marriage conference, but I do just remember the day to day, you know, like the the little mundane things of. How they communicated, how they worked through challenges, how they supported each other—you um, know—and I've always kind of observed, observed them. And my dad has always told my sister and I, like, take what you like from us, mm. and uh, and can the rest. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so we we've been you know blessed to have really great blueprints, if you will. And then now for us, you know, our our journey is about figuring out what does that look like for us?
0: Yeah. And that's, it's so easy to, to say, well, you guys are, you guys are fortunate because you had the role models. You know, it's easy for people to say, I didn't have that role model. You know, my, for me and my wife, as an example, I mean, my parents, uh, they were married over 50 years. Uh, My wife's parents are, are married over 50 years as well. But there's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, growing up for me, I, I took a few things from them that I wanted in my own marriage. And mm-hmm. I also made a lot of mental notes about things I saw in my parents' relationship that I did not want, mm-hmm. even though they lasted, they had the longevity. Um, and it's ultimately, and you mentioned it earlier too, in regards to faith, Teddy, ultimately it comes down to being an adult and making a decision for yourself what kind of marriage and family do you want quit, you know, making the excuse that I didn't have that example or so on and so forth. Um, we all have to become responsible for what we have. And if we didn't have the model parents or family, we can make the decision to change that family tree. We can be the example for the future generations and, and change things. So, um, just because you guys, you know, had, uh, probably better than average role models, it, it doesn't mean that's an excuse for others who didn't have that to, to not create that for themselves and their own family. We'll, yeah. we,
1: we'll say that too. Like our parents definitely aren't perfect yeah. <laughs> we, and they would, they would agree. And yeah, there's things that certainly great, great role models. And, you know, we've come to the table with ideas of things that we want to do differently than what our parents did. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're not perfect, but I think our commitment is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it, at the end of the day, I mean, we we know we're going to stay in the fight, so to speak. Not the marriage <laughs> is a fight, but uh, to use a phrase, like yeah. whatever happens, our commitment is 100%. Along the way, we won't be perfect and we'll have to have some grace for ourselves and for each other. And we'll have to, you know, be there to support each other. I mean, even right now, like we're going, Mike, we're talking to you at a point in time where like our, our daughter's not sleeping very well. And, and every, every night for the past couple of weeks, she's been ended up in our bed. And a couple of nights ago, she came into our bed and she, it's playtime when she gets into our bed. And I got really irritated. And at one point, She's 18 months old. She doesn't know what I'm saying. Yeah. At one right. point, I said, "Go to sleep, or you're going back in your crib." <laughs> and and then Lynn is like, you know, is that really necessary? Like <laughs> it's 2:30 in the morning. And, like
0: she and, doesn't. Know what you're and,
2: saying. And, and and so the next day it was last night. Yeah. Lynn just goes, uh, "Hey, hey, can we talk about last night for a second?" Um, and I said, "Yeah, that wasn't me at my best. Like, I got." <laughs> I apologize, but, you know, like I got very frustrated. And so those kind of things, maybe it's just like the period of life we're in right now where we're not sleeping a ton. We have a lot going on at work and we've got a small child that like, those things come up a lot right now, but that's an example of, we just, we love each other. We're committed to each other. We have grace with each other. And after that, like we just try our best to communicate and work through things as they come up.
0: Mm Man, that is so good. Not perfect because none of us are, but your commitment is perfect. You have perfect commitment. That is huge. That's a, that's a huge perspective right there. I'll use that as well. And some of what you said as a transition to, to, to really kind of talking about that of um, you mentioned the stage of life you're in. You're so you're um wearing your three of seven hat, which I love that hat. I have the same thing, uh, Lindsay. You're sporting the 29029 sweatshirt, right? Mm -hmm. Which you know, again, without knowing anything about you guys, that kind of if I know about those two things, which I do, I know that okay, you guys kind of seek adventure, um, you like to get after it, you like to challenge yourselves you know, Teddy, you're an entrepreneur, Lindsay, you run your own business. So you guys are go-getters in your career, in your careers. Um, You're into personal development. Um, uh, I'm I'm assuming, I know physically, I'm assuming um, emotionally, spiritually as well. Right. And you have a year and a half old daughter that likes to mix things up quite a bit. Um, (laughs) So, How do you, and I don't know any other way to ask this question other than how do you guys do it? Like, how do you, how do you strive for um, success in your careers as you do for um, improving yourselves personally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, raising a, a, a daughter and keeping your marriage at the center of it all? which again, just knowing, uh, knowing a little bit about as as much as I do about you guys, it it seems to be the case that that you guys would prioritize family over career if needed be. And I I sense that just from a couple of things that you've shared with me, Teddy, how do you guys keep your marriage at the center with all of that other stuff going on and still striving?
1: One of the first things I noticed about Teddy as I was getting to know him was, you know, (laughs) Teddy will laugh. I am a reader. That's an affirmation.
2: I am Linz. also. <laughs> Lindsay's is a book buyer. And, and then she says, Hey, read this and tell me what you think about it. Just... <laughs> or he'll just take it and tell me what he thought, thought about it. I liked. I mean, yeah.
1: Okay. I, I can't even say that without laughing. Before I got married. And when I was single and lived on my own, I think I read a little bit more than I do now. Um, but I definitely took notes. Um, you know, I was, I was always in sales in my, in my, I'm in sales now, but, uh, in my career business, that was always a big thing for me. So I always invested in personal development books and things like that followed a lot of these speakers. And when I started dating Teddy, I noticed that he was reading very similar books and that's a big deal because that is a foundational characteristic of my spouse and of me. And I think that's important for, again, as your listeners are thinking through, like, what are the core things that you want in a person, not just Jesus and football, right? But what else, like, what's their work ethic like, um, you know, how do they value, um, maybe it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be family, right? Like I grew up in a family where a lot of our family were really close friends. They weren't blood relatives, and so, but that's still made up our family and spending time with them was really important. Similarly to Teddy's got a big Greek family. And so spending time with them is really important, but personally, how do you develop, how do you grow? Um, and what does that look like for you? You need to identify that for yourself. And what does that look like for the person that you'd like to marry someday? And where do they prioritize that in their life? And so I knew that going in that that's a, that's a foundational characteristic of Teddy. And it's one of mine as well. Now, Obviously how we grow and develop might look a little differently. I'm more of a YouTube girl. He's more of a book guy, Um, (laughs) you know, but so that was really, really important. I think those things are always going to carry into um, your relationship and your marriage. Um, And I would say, I wonder how to, how to put this because you're saying our marriage is like at the core, I really think that we view this as like God is at the center and that everything else around that tends to fall into place a little easier
2: um, yeah, you, you actually took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say our marriage is not at the center of our lives. Uh, our faith is at the center mm-hmm. of us first as individuals and then as husband and wife, and then our marriage comes second, mm-hmm. but it's not first. Um, and I, it feels almost like weird for me to even say like, mm-hmm. how do we do it? Cause I don't think we do it. Like I, I, we lean on our faith a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I can't take credit for how we navigate life together. I mean, I, I give that, you know, that glory to God. I, I think Absolutely. God working through us, you know, we do try to then, I love what Linz, Linz tells me quite often, and I'll be talking about, uh, something I want to do an aspiration and, and she'll say, well, why don't you put some feet to those prayers? <laughs> um, and And so like, we certainly need to take action and nothing's just gonna like miraculously happen for us. Um, but yeah, we, you know, I think about the the times, the good times, the tough times you've gone through, I mean, it's definitely comes back to faith. Um, but like, I I will say, you know, so that first and foremost, but aside from that, I think we work because we're very, uh, independent individuals, too. and so going back to like how we met I mean we were very clear in who we were mm-hmm. who we are what we value um and you know if I don't know like we, there's definitely a part of our relationship that is dependent on each other but uh, my perspective is if either one of us was too dependent on the other um I don't know that it would work like we we definitely have our own things our own aspirations our own visions our own goals and it just so happens, you know, on the surface we're extremely different people, but it just so happens, foundationally, like if you cut us open, you would find the same stuff, the same values, and that—that that I think is why it works.
0: Yeah, I've heard you. I've heard you say that, Teddy. It reminds me of I was uh, watching Tim Tebow and his wife. I can't cannot remember her name for the life of me, but I was watching them in an interview earlier this year, and Tim said something to the effect that similarly, they're very different. Um, And people have asked him, you know, do you guys have a lot in common? And he's, his answer is, I I, really don't have a lot in common, but we have a, we have a lot in purpose. Mm. So there, they may be different individuals, different people, personalities, even, have different interests. And I think that was one of the big highlights that he was talking about was she knew nothing about football, baseball, had no (laughs) idea, right? She knew nothing about any of that. And that's been his life um, outside of his faith. And he's like, yeah, we don't have a whole lot in common, but we have a whole lot in purpose. You find that common purpose that supersedes, in my opinion, I think, and tell me if if you guys agree, that supersedes the well, I like to do this and she likes to do that. And she does this and I do that. So, If you have that common purpose, you guys said your faith is at the center of your marriage where no matter what's going on, you always have that as your your North Star Mm -hmm. to point you in the right direction.
1: I think it, yes. And I think it even adds another layer and you might feel this way too, Mike, another layer of trust knowing that when things do get tough, I can trust that you're going to lean on God. And so will I. And we might not know what the resolution is right now in this moment, but we know that we're going to get to one. And that feels like a deeper level of trust in a relationship than I think, you know, only two people in a marriage can really experience because of faith, because it's so important.
0: Um, and versus you looking to Teddy to find us as the sole person to find a solution and Teddy or Teddy, you looking at, to Lindsay, to find the solution. You both seem to realize that God's the one that's going to provide the solution. So I'm not putting that burden on my spouse. Is that, is that fairly accurate?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the spirit of it to a point. Um, yeah. We're in, and now this is, I think, a good example of where we certainly are a work in progress. Uh, because there are times, I mean, personally, there are times every day where I'm trying to take control of something, you know, or I'm trying to, like, re- have self-reliance be mm-hmm. the thing that
0: yeah. guides
2: me. And um, I don't know if you agree with this, but I certainly feel we're, what, four and a half-ish years into, into our marriage now. I feel like we are getting better at going to god faster
1: Mm -hmm. submitting as opposed
2: to like trying to either battle something out (laughs) or like solve it ourselves i think we get to the point faster like well this isn't going to come from us so what do we do now and i you know that for me at least that changes the whole tone It changes the whole feeling and spirit of a moment whatever it might be but um yeah i mean that's that's big growth for me personally. And and I would say for us too. Yeah. We didn't start that way.
0: That's true. That's for sure. Yeah. That's huge too, because again, going back to the concept of having perfect commitment, you're, you're, you don't have it all figured out. You're not a perfect couple, but you're committed to continuous improvement.
1: Okay. I was just going to say, I think too. And again, I always want to relate this back to, especially if your audience is, single Christians. Yeah. One thing to keep in mind, because I remember feeling this way growing up in church, Teddy grew up in church as well, but um a lot of people in my youth group got married really young. They got married either, you know, right after high school or in college or right after they got married uh, or right after they graduated college. And that wasn't my story. And what I found was as I got, you know, older or later in my 20s, what felt like the pool of candidates of these like perfect Christian guys that were like you know active in church and they were on stage and they were praying over the crowd or they were in the worship band whatever they were doing, kept getting smaller and smaller. Those guys were getting swooped up. They were getting. Which
2: there's zero of those, by the way. Perfect Christian course, guys, like
1: of course. That's the mindset that you was have one.
2: Young- <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's only one. one. But you
1: know that mindset that you have is a single. Christian female, um, and maybe males, you know, too, but you start looking around, like who is this spiritual leader that I've been t- like taught to, ha- to look for, um, in my spouse, like, where is he? And when you look at a sea of, uh, you know, not others, but you know, all the single men, you're like, okay, well, he says he's a Christian. And I like sometimes see him go to church, but I don't hear him talk about things that he reads in the Bible. I specifically, specifically remember talking to my dad and he's like, listen, Most men will not grow in their faith until they're married, because it usually takes the woman to encourage them to go to church and encourage them to get involved in community and things like that. Most men will not naturally do that. And so I just want to say that to anyone that's listening to this is like, if you have met some great guys or you are dating a guy and you're just kind of wondering, like, will he be that strong Christian leader? Obviously pray about it. And pray for that clarity, but um give him a chance. You know, like I think, you know, Teddy is different today as a Christian than he was when we first started dating. He's grown significantly in his faith.
2: Well, and I would say, like, I think I agree with part of what your dad said, but I also think that like for me, I was had a great foundation, in my faith was very firm and before I ever met you. I think you helped me stop thinking like an individual. Mm-hmm. In my faith and you showed me or you created helped me get to get the opportunity to think about okay well if i'm going to lead a family if i'm going to lead my kids if i'm going to be an example um, for someone more than myself then i need to be better here 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 and here like wow i'm falling woefully short uh, but like for I, whoever's listening to this like again i go back to personal responsibility Um, so I hear your perspective. My perspective is it's not someone else's job to do that for you. Like you couldn't do it for me. Like you were a catalyst in a lot of ways, but I had to, uh, take responsibility for my faith, just like you've had to. And so, you know, that's, I think why we are a good team because we support each other in that way. But, um, you know, no, one's going to do it for you. No one can do it for you. It's gotta be important to you. Um, and then I think you, you find someone that has the same values and, um, and then you can go further together than you can on your own.
0: Yeah. So well put. And I think that's the key is, is knowing, knowing the other person's values. Cause that could be, it could be a slippery slope to Mm -hmm. think that I believe this man or this woman can become. X, Y, or Z, and entering into a relationship or a marriage, thinking that that person's going to change. That's true. Um, but so, but it's so. I mean, but you I mean you you knew Teddy's values when you got into that, right? I mean, you 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 had a you knew who he was, um, and I would say it's you have the benefit of hindsight as well of seeing his growth. Um, I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, I mean, I think that's, if I go back to Adam and Eve, I mean, I tell this example all the time, God created Adam and he was like, whoa, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna kill himself and destroy himself. If I don't give him, uh, somebody who's gonna, who's gonna keep him on the straight and narrow. And so guys, most of us we're a mess on our own. (laughs) And we, we do, we, we need, um, we need a, uh, you know, a woman in our lives, a female in our lives to keep us on the straight and narrow, to keep us from sticking our finger in the light socket and um, to pull the, to help pull the best out of us. I, I, I believe that I know for me personally, I mean, I'd, I'd be a mess if I um, wasn't influenced and in, in had the relationship I have with my wife. So, however, at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be able, you've got to be able to see into someone's heart and to know what's there. Right. And I, from what, everything you're saying, I know that you, you knew what Teddy was all about and, and what was inside of him. And um, it's, it's just, like you said, it's a, it's a process and you, and I think you've mentioned it Teddy. I mean, you grow greater together. You become greater together um, as, yeah. as a team, as a unit. So, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And I'm obviously out of touch with that age group, uh, not being involved in a youth group or anything now, but I just, I knew that to be so true for a lot of young women, my age at the time that we were like, where is that spiritual leader we've been looking for, you know? And, and it was like, well, they're not all going to be preaching from the pulpit. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah,
1: spiritual leadership can look different for, for many people, but um, just know that like how this person is today, it could evolve given the things that I knew to be true about Teddy and his faith and and who he was as a person certainly could evolve to the spiritual leader that you are now. I mean, when we first started dating, we were praying over dinner and now it's like, we don't go any dinner, whether we're at a restaurant at our house with friends without saying a quick prayer, you know, it's a small example, but you know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean, and could part of that too be a, a problem of our culture and how we're raising boys mm-hmm. today, that we're not we're not raising boys to be spiritual leaders. So it's not um it's not uh you know uncommon to to not be able to find a guy like that or a woman like yeah. that for that matter. Totally
2: it, it you know, it's interesting. I don't know what this thoughts just hit me right now, but as as the father of a daughter, a young daughter um I you know Lynn Lynn was raised very traditionally and me too like I believe in like traditional
1: family values
2: Christian values I believe in all that too um and the same time like I'm at the stage I'm in, in, in early on in fatherhood but I'm thinking about like how do we raise a girl a young woman who is strong in her faith, bold in her faith. Um, and you got
0: the, you got the right mom. Not the model, yeah. And <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, like isn't looking to some guy to to complete her in some way. Like that, she doesn't, she doesn't need that. Like she needs Jesus and her own foundation. And then hopefully, you know, my prayer would be she finds somebody that has the same perspective and same value in life and together you know they they take each other to a different level but um you know i i don't necessarily like believe a girl a girl has to have some some knight in shining armor who comes Mm -hmm. down and completes them i don't know that's what you're saying but
1: no not what i'm saying but interesting that that's how you interpreted it Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, and I'm going to totally hope I don't butcher this, but um, there are stats. Like if, if our daughter, yes, we want her to be strong in her faith and yes, we want her to be on fire for God. And I come from like a more evangelistic background than Teddy does for sure. So that's where I think a lot of this boldness comes through. But if our daughter marries someone who's a little bit quieter in their faith and not that you have to be quiet in your faith to not be as strong, but if she marries someone who is not willing to, Hey, let me pray for dinner hey, let me, hey, can I pray for you? Take leadership. Take leadership. Then, you know, I'm going to speak out of turn. I'm going to say something wrong, but there are a lot of statistics around. Um, She will probably become, feel very isolated in her relationship and very isolated in her faith.
2: And I know you weren't saying like, it takes some guy to complete some girl, but, you know, and I agree with the structure of a family and, and, and that leadership, but Point point being back to, I think each person has to, one, accept Jesus, and two, accept their faith, make it their own. And then when you pair that with another person who's done the same thing, you've got an unbelievably powerful foundation to build a life and a family and a marriage on.
0: Yeah, totally. And the way, I mean, I'll go back to the beginning. The first question you asked, Lindsay, that question is either going to present you with a man who is strong in his faith. And can mm-hmm. stand on that, or it's going to present you with somebody who's trying to be a fake just to just to like you, right? Right. One or the other is really not going to be much in between with asking a guy, "Do you love Jesus?" as your first or one of your first questions. So, um, and I would say too that the what you present as a married couple to your daughter will have an enormous impact on who she seeks, how, how strong she is in her faith and individuality, and how much of a priority she puts on finding the person and noticing the person like you did, Lindsay, and having a mom who both is strongly independent, driven, um, knows who she is and what she wants, but also knows the value of the the marriage and that the marriage is greater than the individual. Mm-hmm. All of that dynamic is modeling that for her is going to put her in position really to just to follow in your footsteps, Lindsay, in my opinion. Um, and we'll hopefully in and prayer as well. Prayers for for her right. can't start too soon, right? right? Of um, so even if she's not praying for herself, you guys, you guys praying for her and believing that uh the answer will come just like you did for you yourself Lindsay. i mean the rest is out of your hands um and you just got to trust and have faith at that point but i i see in you too everything she needs to to walk that uh that path of faith and and to find the person that she's she's meant to be with so I just want to encourage you on that as well. Um, that I, I just, I love you guys so much. I mean, it's you, I love how you encourage each other. I see you supporting each other in your mm-hmm. endeavors. Um, though some of your endeavors, you know, they overlap and in, in, I know both of you have done 29029 and, uh, things like that, but the support of your individual growth, supporting each other in that, Goes, I think, a long way in your growth as a couple and in your growth as a family um, with uh, with your daughter. So, anything else that uh, any any anything else that you guys would like to share uh, with folks? I think this is this has just been phenomenal.
2: You know, we talked about being fortunate earlier on in this conversation. Um, for those that don't necessarily have uh a a model in their life i think this platform what you're doing is gonna be that and um and it's so powerful i love what you said earlier about you know if if you don't have that you can be the person who changes the trajectory of a family history that is so powerful um so that thank you mike for having us and uh god bless you and, and all the things you're doing
0: yeah same same to you guys um let me know if there's anything I can do for you guys let me know are there I mean, I don't know if you guys want followers or anything, I'll, but I'll throw it out there. If you, where can people find you? Um, because, and again, I'll like, you guys are so inspiring and uplifting when, when I see you supporting each other and building a family. So where, where can people find you if they wanted to, to get in contact with you?
1: First and foremost, LinkedIn on this side. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> LinkedIn for sure. And obviously Instagram too. That's where you okay. can find me.
0: Yeah. And you, and you help people with LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. What's what is it that you do exactly?
1: Yeah. So I specifically focus on entrepreneurs, um, people that own their own business, leverage LinkedIn for leads and sales or helping them achieve their business goals.
0: Yeah. And LinkedIn is, is, like the the next great platform i think from what i hear from people is it's it's growing exponentially so um yeah reach out to anybody listening to this or watching this reach out to lindsay if you want um assistance with that and uh teddy uh
2: you can find me on linkedin you can find me on instagram say hello have a conversation <laughs> yeah. uh well yeah I, I, hopefully we see you know we see each other out at some race or some event um oh yeah and- in the future. That'd be amazing. And I don't know who's gonna listen to this, but if you're ever coming through the Los Angeles area, uh, reach out, send me a message. Lindsay and
0: I would love to uh, have you over for dinner. Yeah. we really uh, That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. This has been, this has been amazing.
2: We're so good.
0: Thanks for listening to the ultra marriage podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode, got anything out of it, please leave us a review share it on social media, and share it with others that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, keep training, keep growing, and keep loving your way to your own ultra marriage.